0: Hi and welcome to Youth Talk, a podcast ran by Baptist Youth, where in each episode we take a different topic and think about it from the perspective of a Christian young person. In today's episode we're going to think about the scenario where you are the only young person or one of very few young people in your church. What should you do? Should you just grit your teeth and play on? Should you leave the church? That and more coming up in just a few Okay, so you're the only young person in your church, or perhaps you're one of very few young people in your church. How should you respond? What should you do? A couple of things to acknowledge just before we dive in. First thing to acknowledge is that that is a very difficult situation to be in. I want to acknowledge that right from the off. If you are one of the only young people in your church, that's very tricky, very difficult. And as a Christian seeking to grow in your faith, uh, that can be a, a real hindrance, being one of the only young people in your church. So, the first thing I want to acknowledge. The second thing I want to acknowledge as well is that if you're uh, listening to this podcast thinking great I'm going to get a hard and fast answer as to what I should do. Uh, you're not going to get that unfortunately. Um, no two cases are the same. There's a lot more discussion that should be had regarding your specific scenario, your specific context and there's no silver bullet answer unfortunately. But hopefully what we'll do in this episode is just navigate a few things that I think are important to recognise and remember as a Christian young person and hopefully those things will help you as you think about your scenario and as you talk it through with different people and different individuals and try and figure out what it looks like for you as a young person. So let's dive in, let's think about six things I think are important to recognise as a young person as it relates to this issue of being one of or one of very, the only or one of very few young people in your church. First thing to remember is recognise the significance of committing to a church. Recognize the significance of committing to a church. You know, we live in a really consumeristic world uh, whereby if something is not pleasing to me and doesn't fulfill my little personal needs, we can just pack our bags and move on to the next thing that will. And this is the way we live our lives in so many different areas. Think about even something basic like going to a restaurant. Of course, you go to a restaurant. If you don't like the food, You just don't go back to that restaurant, you pick another restaurant, and if you don't like the food there, you don't go back to that restaurant either, you go to another restaurant, and you keep going until you find one that pleases you and fulfills all your personal needs and serves the food that you like, and then that becomes the restaurant that you regularly attend. We do the same thing with coffee shops or with clothes stores, whatever the case may be. Uh, We always make decisions about what we attend and what we don't based upon what fills and fulfills our personal needs. And so there's a real tendency then for us to do the exact same thing when it comes to church, isn't it? We will have that exact same mindset quite naturally because that's how we treat everything else in our world. Um, And why shouldn't we do that? Well, we shouldn't do that because church is not like a restaurant. Church is not like a coffee shop. Church is not like a clothes shop. Church is altogether different. Church is not so much an event that you attend. Church is a family that you belong to. Church is a family that you belong to and so it's just as crazy to kind of leave your church because of personal uh, things not going your way or, or personal preferences not being tailored to your needs. That's just as crazy as it would be for you to perhaps leave your family because you didn't like someone in your family. You know, imagine you're at a family gathering and you come home and you think my cousin really does my head in. Uh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put myself up for adoption, right? That's not how you would respond. That would not be a very wise or logical response to put yourself up for adoption because your cousin did your head in. Uh, that's a bit of a silly example. But the reason you wouldn't do that is because you acknowledge that that family runs deeper, doesn't it? It's not just like something that's disposable, like what restaurant you go to or what coffee shop you choose. Family connections run deeper, and so it is with church. It's one thing that we all need to recognize as Christians Uh, we need to recognize the significance of committing to a church we were created for community we're created as christians to be a part of a local church and that church is our family and so again that's not me saying you need to do this or you need to do that when it comes to being the only young person in your church it's not me saying you absolutely must stay at your church but it's something that needs to be factored into our decision the significance of committing to a local church uh, in the scriptures that's the first thing i need to recognize Second thing we need to recognize is our human tendency to have false expectations of a church. Our human tendency to have false expectations from a church. Again, this is a real danger for us because when we think about any other aspects of our life, um, we kind of know what we're looking for, don't we? So you think about a restaurant. Uh, you go to a restaurant because you're hungry, don't you? Why do you go to a concert? You go to a concert because you want to hear good music. But I wonder if you were to ask the question, why do we go to church? Why do we go to church? You might think, well, that's... Not really a, a, a relevant question. Well, actually it is, because if we know why we go to church, we kind of know what we should judge church based upon, don't we? Um, so church is really there as a means of God helping build build us up as his followers and as a means of God advancing his gospel throughout the world. That's really what the church is there for. It's his tool for building up believers and advancing his gospel throughout the world. You could of course pick holes in that definition but hopefully that gets us in the right ballpark. And why is that important to ask? Well as we think about what church is ultimately for it should then help us discern what we should value in a church. So let me give you a couple of examples of if we get the definition of church wrong and we'll value the wrong things. Some very obvious examples. Of course church is not primarily there as a place where you're going to hear great music. Sure it's not. That's not what the church is there for. That's what concerts are there for. That's not why the church is there for. It's not what it exists for. And so you're not going to leave a church because the music isn't you know good enough. Sure you're not. You're not going to leave a church because the music isn't exactly to your taste. Because that's not what the church is there for. That would be a silly thing to do. Similarly, the church is not there primarily to serve good coffee to the community. Sure, it's not. Um, That's what coffee shops are there for. It's not what the church is there for. So it would be very bizarre as a Christian to think, I'm going to leave my church because just the pre-service coffee is just terrible. The tea that they serve after the service is just so pathetic and weak. That would be a very silly reason to leave your church because we all know that's not why church is there. And so similarly, as we think about this discussion, let's also acknowledge that church is not there primarily as a means to be a place where all our relational needs are met. Church is not there to be primarily a place where all our relational needs are met. Yes, friendship uh, can be a very good and healthy part of church life, but it's not the primary and it's not the only factor that needs to be considered as we think about uh, the church that we go to. again i'm not trying to sway you one way or the other i've got no secret agenda here but that's just another factor that we need to remember and recognize as we think about this issue so recognize the significance of committing to the church firstly secondly recognize our human tendency to have false expectations of a church third thing to recognize recognize the importance of intergenerational relationships recognize the importance of intergenerational relationships one of the things that makes the church an amazing place is that as you look around at any church service, no doubt you'll probably see that there's a whole variety of different types of people, aren't there? Think about the different types of people in your church. You look around the room on a Sunday morning, people of different ages, different backgrounds, different walks of life, um, different financial situations, different ethnicities. Uh, The body of Christ is a really diverse place and it reminds us of what Paul says in Galatians 3.28. He says, there's neither Jew nor Greek, man nor woman, slave nor free, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. That's Paul's way of saying that God doesn't discriminate when it comes to salvation. Uh, he doesn't just pick people of a particular gender or a particular types of job or particular background. No, uh, God loves to save all different types of people. And the church really is a reflection of that. So the church is meant to be diverse. And so that's a challenge for all of us, isn't it? That we should be really intentional in investing in relationships with people who are not like us. We should all be intentional in investing in relationships with people who are not like us because church would actually be a really terrible place if everyone was just like you or if everyone was the same age as you. Church would actually not function very well at all. I mean, think about it for a moment. If everyone was exactly like you, had your strengths, had your gifts, was your age, had your interests. You know, those people typically make good friends, but they wouldn't make a good church. Sure, they wouldn't because you need a variety of different types of people and um, with their different gifts, with their different interests, at different stages of life, working together in order to make a church function and flourish. And so in some way, that that, that speaks into this, this situation of being the only young person in your church. And in some sense, if you're at a church where there's loads of people your age, loads of people like you, there's a sense in which you're actually a little bit disadvantaged, aren't you? Because you at that point will just naturally be inclined to hang around people like you and just sit with people like you and serve in ministries just with the people who are like you. And at that stage, you really lose all the richness of how community was supposed to be, of having opportunities and being intentional about serving alongside and having fellowship with people who are not like you, because the Bible would seem to suggest that we actually need that. We need people who are not like us to help us grow in our Christian faith and to help us walk uh, in the gospel. So in some sense, that's almost in one way. I know it's a difficult thing as a young Christian, but in some sense, it's actually a good thing as well. It forces us To invest in intergenerational relationships and just general relationships with people who are not like us. So that's an important thing to recognize. Here's a fourth thing to recognize. Now this might sound like I'm contradicting myself from what I've just said. But I think I'm not, okay. Recognize also the importance of generational relationships. Recognize the importance of generational relationships. I've just said that intergenerational relationships are really important. And that's absolutely true. But I do also think it's really important that you do have friends, Christian friends. Uh, who are the same age as you? That is really, really important. Uh, people who are at the same stage of life, they're they're facing the same issues as you. They live in the same environment as you. You've got shared interests. I do think that's really, really important and significant as a Christian. Now you might say, well, that means then if there are no other Christians my age in my church, surely that means automatically the decision's easy. I just need to leave this church and go to a different church which has people my age. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Let me give you three reasons why that's not necessarily the conclusion that you should be drawn to. First reason, because of all the things that we've just looked at a moment ago. Second reason, there's no guarantee that if you move church and go to another church and there's going to be people there who are your age, there's no guarantee that you're going to be friends with those people. There are plenty of people who are your age who you're not necessarily going to be friends with. Think about even people in your year at school. They're all your age. But you're not friends with them all, so you're not, because just because someone's your age doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to head it off and be great mates. That's not necessarily the case. But third reason as well is um, there are many other places apart from the local church where you can actually meet people who are your age and are also a Christian and you can have meaningful fellowship with. Uh, there are other places as, as apart from the local church so let's keep that in mind as well um, maybe you meet people who are your age uh, at school uh, at your school CU. You. maybe people you know from camp or other christian events church is not the only place where you can meet and have fellowship with other christians who are your age and so before you make the decision of moving church because there are no other christians my age make sure you've exhausted all the other options and all the other places whereby you might meet christians who are your age who you can fellowship with and have those particular conversations with about what it looks like to be a Christian as a young person at your particular age and stage of life so that's important to recognize yes it's important to have Christian friends who are your age but let's acknowledge that there are other places as well perhaps um, that we can meet people like that not just in the local church and okay maybe there's no other places where you can meet people your age your Christians well that's going to be a factor as well as you think about what you do next. Fifth thing to recognize, then, is just recognize the value of love and service. Recognize the value of love and service. What do we mean by this? Um, well, as we think about a decision about what you should do in your local church, or maybe you're someone who listened to this and thinking, well, maybe I want to leave my local church. Um, it's very easy just to make that decision based upon me and my individualistic needs. Uh, but as Christians, we're not called just to think about me and my individual needs. We're We're supposed to think corporately. We're supposed to think not just about me, but we. How does my decisions not only affect me, but the people around me, my other fellow church members? And so that's a really important question to ask. How would me leaving my church affect my fellow church members, particularly if I am one of the only or one of the very few young people in this church already? It's quite possible that you leaving would would, would devastate a lot of fellow church members um, because you, by virtue of being one of the very few young people in the church, um, you're actually... They're so blessed by your presence, more so than perhaps you realize you're so treasured and so valued in the church. Precisely because you are one of the only young people in the church. And so that's a factor to, to remember. How does me leaving actually hinder maybe even the potential of youth ministry happening in the next few years? Okay, it's not happening right now in the church because there's no one else my age. But maybe there are some people who are in the church who in the next few years will be at the age of having a youth ministry. Or maybe there are other families who would be tempted to join the church because there's already a young person like me here. How does me leaving actually impact uh, my fellow church members who are already here, who are still here, uh, and what the church looks like going forward? It's not just about me meeting my personal needs, but let's think about how it impacts other people. And also as it relates to service, we said recognize the value of love and service. And what would me leaving mean for maybe the particular ministries I'm currently involved in serving? Would it leave big gaps? Would it leave big voids? Of course, there are particular things in church life, particular areas and ministries in church life, which are uniquely suited to young people and that young people tend to be maybe better at. I think particularly in the past few years with COVID, um, these roles have really come to the fore, things like live streaming and operating the sound desk and all these different things, uh, which have become so valuable in the past few years. Not always, but typically it's younger people who are, are better suited, who are more familiar with those sorts of different, technologies and all the things that come with it. So what impact would me leaving have not just on my fellow church members and how they feel and and what it means for them but also the areas of service that I'm currently involved with in the church. And then secondly and finally here's one last thing to recognize. Uh, Recognize the many good things about the church to which you currently attend. Recognize the many good things about the church to which you currently attend. We've said this many times, you've heard it many times and you'll no doubt hear it many more times. No church is perfect and no church is perfect. No church is perfectly tailored to everyone's needs. Um, no matter who you are in a given church, there'll be things that happen in the church, there'll be ways the church is structured and things that the church does and ministries that the church runs which are not perfectly tailored to you at your stage of life and so it's important to acknowledge that and so while the church that you're currently in um, might not have fellow young people which is something that you would like them to have, there might be a host of other things that the church does and the church runs and the church is set up for that actually serves you well and equips you well as a Christian and provides you opportunities to serve Um, you might be inclined to go down to the church down the road because there's more young people uh, your age, but they might not actually flourish in other areas that the church you're currently in flourishes in. So it's important to remember that in all aspects of the church, uh, there's give and take, isn't there? There's things that are tailored well for us, and there's things that aren't. And so maybe having other young people in the church is just one thing out of many others that we need to consider. And the church down the road might have a thriving youth ministry, um, but what about the teaching? You know, what about... Uh, small groups what about opportunities for you to serve maybe it doesn't actually have uh, as many opportunities in other areas of church life and so there are other factors that we need to keep in mind and so let's make sure we're not downplaying or undervaluing maybe the many other things about my current church and um, which are really helpful for me and that provide me with opportunities to serve and to worship so those are just six things to to recognize and six things to remember again as we kind of wrap this discussion up i hope i have not given you a a really a hard and fast answer either way that's not been my attention Uh, hopefully i haven't uh, come across as biased or in any way i have no secret agenda but those are just six things i think that are helpful to remember and recognize as you think about navigating this discussion of what it means to be a young person the only young person in your church family and some of the things that you might want to consider. I think it's really important to have discussions and open dialogue with maybe your parents or your church leaders. Uh, Don't just make these decisions alone, but journey with them, with uh, your church elders, and see if they'll be able to help you and guide you as you think about this uh, particular issue. But thank you for tuning in to Youth Talk. I hope it's been helpful. Uh, Stay tuned next week where another episode will be dropped and we'll think about another topic from the perspective of a Christian young person.